Hello and welcome to Saladcast. Myself, Ollie and Glyn. How are you doing, Glyn? Okay, Ollie. It's been a bit of an up and down week, hasn't it, this week? So, um, yes, yeah, two interesting games. It certainly has. And this week we're joined by a guest. Yes, we are. We're uh, joined by an old Away Supporters player uh, and also co-fanzine editor that I've worked with for a few years, um, Gareth Hopkins, yeah, who um, is joining us for the first time on the podcast, Ollie. So it's it's good to have a, a new voice on the podcast. So welcome, Gareth. Hello. Very nice to be here. Good man, good man. So, um, yeah, I think the first thing we normally start off with, Ollie, in terms of an intro with new guests is... Uh, Someone running, you've got to run through your best team you've ever sort of seen following Shoes Town. So, for, I suppose the first question I've got for you, Gareth, really is when did you start going to watch the, the, the town? Yeah, first game was 1984, and we beat Carlisle 4-2 at home. Um, been regularly since then, season ticket holder for a long time. Dropped off a little bit in recent times. Yeah, uh, but you know, 24, 34 years. A long time. time. Yeah. Yeah, you've been going a little bit longer than me and Ollie, I think, when we, we look at how long we've been going. So you, I think we look, I've had a look at your team in advance. You sent it to me. There's a few players I never got to see there. But yeah, go on then. Run us through your all-time town team for some context as the sort of players you like. I will do it. So it's going right back from when I first started going. It's a straightforward 4-4-2. Uh, I've got Dave Button in goal. Um, purely on the basis that he's the best all-round goalkeeper, I think, mm. that I've seen. I think he played about 25, 30 games for us. Yeah, whole season. I think he yeah. barely made a mistake. Um, he might get on to Henderson later on. He's probably been the second best keeper I've seen mm. uh, since then, but Button was so consistent, so I've got him in there. Um, a pair of full-backs at right-back and left-back. We've got Dave Hockaday and Tommy Lynch. My favourite season following the town was 93-94 when we, went, when we were champions. Classic, yeah. And the pair of these were just so dependable, uh, you know, in the peak of their careers, mm. really, um, and both of them superb. Joining them, centre halves, uh, Dave Walton, again somebody we picked up, I think, September October in that in that season, on loan initially from Sheffield United, and yep. just just a great player. Um, you know, as well as the stories about him in the showers, etc. He had <laughs> other positive qualities as well, um, and great. Yeah, and we made a fair bit of money selling him on. Yeah. Enjoyed watching Stitch play for us, and joining him to complete the back um, five. Or back four, however you want to call it, is David Moyes, and he again playing kind of 89 90 time. I was mm. mascot once uh, when we played Redden, and Dave, <laughs> Dave Moyes was captain that day, so it's clearly embedded in my memory. I've he heard was, this story a few times, I have now. <laughs> yeah, he was only with us for a season, I think, or so, but just absolute quality player, went on to do better things. You never got to see Dave Moyes, did you, Ollie? It was before our time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. It's a shame, really, because everyone I've ever heard of, like, who talks about him, such a quality player, and obviously gone on to do great things as a manager, but um, yeah, there you go. So, what about your midfield? Yeah, so midfield, I've got, um, and I thought, and it's, it isn't necessarily the best set of players that I've gone through in terms of the eleven, but it's people who have all got a reason for being there. So yeah. in the middle of the park, though, I think is probably one of the best players I've seen play for the time, Tony Kelly. Again, you know, you look at a team, when I'm thinking about the likes of Moyes and Kelly and them, they were playing at League One standard, you know, third tier. Um, and Tony Kelly obviously did play high and went on to play high for Bolton. Just mm. absolute quality, top player for us. Um but I, he's joined in there by Abu Agogo. Yeah. I think, again, I wanted to have somebody current, given how well we're doing in there. And he's class. Uh, you know, we'll get on to him again later, but even the two games this week, one of which he was superb in, the other less so, but 100% effort up and down the pitch. You know, The engine on him is superb, and just everything goes through him. He is our absolute key player, I'd say. Yeah. So I stuck those in the, in the middle of the park. And then joining them out wide, really. And I, I probably, I think... Uh, We'll probably have to put one on the right, one on the left, won't we, of course? Yeah. Uh, we'll go with Gary Hackett. So he was my first kind of hero playing for us. Um, he looked um, he had this. He looked a bit like Wurzel Gummidge with his hair <laughs> hanging down and, and a bit of a pointy nose. Uh, but he was just a star and he could make things happen. So, you know, going up and down. Um, often Paul Tester was on the other wing at that time. Um, just, just an exciting player to watch. Yeah. And that's going back, you know, in the second tier when I started watching him again. So a, a, a very decent player. And the other one I've gone for is purely just to give me an opportunity to slag off maybe Paul Simpson for a second, <laughs> is Mark Pugh. Um, you know, what a player he was when he first joined us. So yeah. exciting. Um, you know, really kicked us off at the, at the new meadow. Um, it's great to see him going up and down the left-hand side there. Um, real, and then Simo came in, of course, and, you know, couldn't... Just, ruined him. Ru- well, ruined him and didn't pick him. Um, and when he did pick him, he'd come on, he'd play well. I remember going up to, I think it was Morecambe away midweek, and he was, he was decent there, but, you know, dropped dropped again. Yeah, and he uh, you know, he just and he couldn't see the quality in that play, which and and that was the same for a couple of other things with Simo. I was, <laughs> I was not a big fan of his. We'll and bring I, you back to the special we do about Paul Simpson one day. Yeah, right, you're yeah. sure you've got a lot to say. Oh, a lot to say about him, but um, yeah, we can talk about his son. Um, <laughs> but but the reason I put him in is obviously he's gone on to have a very successful career at the very top. 
level, really. Pugh was a fantastic player, wasn't he? Yeah, you, you loved him, didn't you? you? I think you had him in your team. Yeah, I did. I remember when we were playing... I remember when Mika Richards was, you know, his pomp was like, you know, he was an England player. I remember in a pre-season friendly, um, Pugh doing, absolutely doing him. Mm. He just went completely the wrong way. And yeah, um, you know, there's some players that have moved on and done well in their careers. Um, but, you know, normally they do well at Shrewsbury and move on. But yeah, um, Pugh, was a, Pugh was an odd one. Um, and yeah, classic player and forged a good career for himself. Damn right, yeah. And then goals, goals, goals up front. Exactly, yeah. So looking at uh, two, two of my favourite players. So as a Mid Wales boy, I had to get some representation <laughs> in there. I uh, could have gone with Mark Bomber Williams at the back, but he was edged out by Dave Moyes. Oh, so yeah. I've gone for Carl Griffiths. Um, again, he was actually you know, a reasonably key part of that season when we got promoted. He, um, although he left us in the October time, yeah. um, but scored a lot of goals for us. Came as a wonder kid. Scored a lot of goals in the second tier, then drifted out a little bit, but came back and became a you know a real good goal scorer for us. And again, went on to have a great career, brought a lot of money in when he went, had his big move to Man City from us, went mm. to Portsmouth, did, had a good career. He's put about five stone on now, still plays in <laughs> the kind of odd celebrity game round, round Midwell Shropshire area. I think he played in that Legends game, didn't he? I can't yeah. remember, I think he did, yeah. And he just looks exactly the same as he did. It looks about 20, <laughs> but about 20 stone as well. Uh, but really nice guy, really, really good guy. Um, and yeah, and alongside him, a guy who was at the end of the career when he joined us, Wayne Clark. Um, so he joined. He had two periods with us, and the first one was early nineties. He came on loan. I think it was probably the ninety two, ninety three season. I came from Birmingham yeah. on loan, scored goals for us. Um, I think he beat. He scored for us in a, in a good home win over Birmingham, and then obviously he was absolutely key in the ninety three, ninety four season after Carl went on him and Dean Spink just had that took it away yeah a really special kind of striking partnership and it's interesting maybe again when we get on to what's going you know where we're struggling a little bit at the moment we don't have players like that who are going to get you kind of 35 goals as a striking mm. partnership yeah um, in there and he was just absolute class to watch Clark again scored the, scored the goal that got us promotion against Northampton in 94 it's a, it's a solid team yeah. Gareth Wade Clark was my mum's favourite player there was the coach, that was his previous claim to fame so you've given him another one now but yeah solid team now I mean, it's interesting for me Ollie looking at Gareth's team it's a few players before my time you see So it's and it's interesting you said there before Gareth that you actually saw um, Shrewsbury in the championship previously you know we again we never got to see that so it's interesting that you're sort of maybe on the cusp of seeing it again after whatever 37 years it's yeah. it's quite an exciting time isn't it so um, yeah there we go Ollie what do you reckon what's your overall summary yeah, no, it's a good team. It sounds like a team of battlers. That's certain. That's true. They certainly give it all. So yeah, no, it sounds like a very um, yeah Shrewsbury kind of team in terms of mm. yeah kind of workmanlike and uh, but a lot of goals. Which yeah, interesting actually. Um, Carl Griffiths is probably the last time we had a you know an out and out prolific goal scorer. Something we've been looking for for a long time. Yeah, we could do with him on back like now. And talking of a team of battlers, I suppose that brings us on to moving forward to this week's action, really, doesn't it? Because um, it was yeah. a fairly battling performance at Fleetwood, wasn't it? Um, me and Gareth stood by each other. So, yeah, I think we'll, we'll leave that there and we'll go straight on to the match action, Ollie. Steve Redmond, City's captain it is, who gifts the first goal. A dreadful pass, coolly finished by 17-year-old Carl Griffiths. So, um, first game of the week uh, was away at Fleetwood on Tuesday night unfortunately I couldn't make it but um, both of you did yep. so that's good for the podcast and yeah so this final score was 2-1 always had faith it would come back and win this game um, mm. and there was about 200 or so fan- town fans wasn't there about 250 or so yeah, it was, uh, which is pretty good yeah it was a good little atmosphere on the terrace actually Ollie. and we represented 10% of the crowd which is quite poor so 2,500 um, obviously Fleetwood being a small side interestingly um, I, got, I stole the stat from yeah from BBC Shropshire we'd never um, won at Fleetwood mm-hmm. um, but we haven't really played that that many times, so it's not a, like a record away at Berry or something like that, is it? No. And um, yeah, we were the best away form team versus the worst home form team. Yeah. Um, so much so that actually now they've sucked their manager. So yeah, he went didn't he after this weekend's games? He did. So, so yeah, so it was interesting actually. So obviously, um, you normally wait for two p.m. Um, to get your team news, and obviously six forty-five team news came in, and everyone was quite surprised. Mm. I think I thought, would you guys surprise with the team? Yeah. Just to get you kind of your view on the kind of we shot to see five changes. It was interesting when we we I met up with Gareth in uh, sort of the little supporters bar, which is a fantastic little place, isn't great, it, Gareth? Great I know, place, yeah, yeah, great. Know we've been there a couple of times, and, and you were saying about just before we got into the team, you were saying about we've never won at Fleetwood, but I was talking to Gareth before, and you had the unfortunate issue of going to both those games last year, didn't you? No, I went to one of them. Oh, on. you went to one of them. There you go. Sorry, <laughs> I, went, I went to the FA Cup game last year, that which was. was uh, Early on in Paul Hurst's 
career, wasn't it? We yeah. went 2 0 up and then Al ebbed, uh, got himself another sending off, and they turned it around, finished 3 yeah, 2. That was the one. So it was a, a little bit of a disappointment. But even that night, you could see that Hurst was having a bit of an influence on, mm. on us, and we were starting to get better. But yeah, the five changes obviously, we'd lost to uh, Plymouth the week before, and um, we talked on the podcast last week about Beckles versus Lowe and who was more appropriate for certain situations. Um, the second change, Henderson for, for the McGivillery, we, we probably saw that one coming because um, he is you know number one keeper and all that sort of thing. But a couple were quite surprising, weren't they, Gareth? You know, Bryn Morris for Godfrey, you know, I don't know what you made of that one as, as the news came out. I guess I wasn't as maybe as surprised as you, Glenn. I think probably I was looking ahead and thinking this is we've got an intensive period of games, seven games coming up in kind of three to three and a half weeks here, three mm. three midweek games to follow each and I and I thought that this is probably one of the easier ones actually and I, I felt <laughs> so I maybe wasn't as surprised to see them make the changes in terms of that. Like you say, the keeping change was very likely to, to take place. Yeah. I think he's always going to be yeah. mixing up these the wingers as we go through to the end of the season. Uh, probably the biggest one was, was Godfrey yeah, for Bryn Morris. That was the one that stood out for me. Yeah, Henry, Henry for Bolton as well, Ollie. Was a, was an interesting one, wasn't it? But um, he, he did well, Henry, to be fair. So the team, we've kind of <laughs> just yeah. given actually the team, um, was Henderson, Henry right back, Sadler, Toto, Beckles. Yep. Um, so obviously, and then Bryn Morris came in and for Godfrey, uh, with Wally, Agogo, Nolan, Rodman and Carlton Morris who kept his place up front. So yep. I was actually not surprised by the number of changes. I thought that was quite a wise move. Um, but I was quite surprised actually that Payne didn't get a chance. But Carlton Morris has been doing a good job. Yeah, Carlton Morris has been fantastic, hasn't he, recently? Not getting the goals, his work rate you know, really deserves over, over the last few weeks particularly obviously he did get one um, in the previous game but uh, obviously gone two games this week working very hard not getting a goal so yeah I, I was quite happy to see him start um, instead of Payne but uh, yeah interesting I mean it's, it's an interesting place to go before we get on to the, to the game isn't it you know a terrace again which is nice we don't get too many of those anymore and as I say 200 town fans on a terrace it doesn't matter if it's only two 250 fans still makes it still made a decent noise most of the time didn't we and so do they in fairness it's interesting that like they they've got their um, main following behind the goal yeah. and it just vocally the noise just carries so much better even Though there was you know two thousand or so of them, the noise just just mm. you know much yeah. better than it does from our kind of block eighteen nineteen, which you don't really hear elsewhere in the ground. So that's quite interesting for me. Um, yeah. They also had a card machine on the uh, on the gate, so <laughs> I did an overly long uh, debit transaction. card transaction with a woman with purple rings here to get in. So you know it was uh, it was an interesting evening, wasn't it? Yeah, it was interesting. We should just say I met, we met up with Gareth and another one of our friends called Tyrone, and I I had my dad with me as well, Ollie. So we had a bit bit of a mix and match of people who don't see too much. It was actually quite a, quite an enjoyable night on the terrace, not regardless of the result. It's always nice to see old friends. So yeah, it was good. So. You know, the game started pretty good, I think. You know, we were pretty on it from the off, Ollie. Um, you'd be pretty disappointed you missed this game, actually, because we did play some nice football at times. Um, I remember you saying to me at one point, Gareth, I put this in the agenda, was it did feel like from the off the only way they were going to score during the game was through a mistake of ours, really, wasn't it? Well, set piece. I think yeah. I even called it half-time that in terms of there they were. We, you know, from, from the off, we it took us maybe 10 minutes to get into the game, um, just to slow, and you could see they were poor. They were on a poor run of form. Really bad. We were winning every second ball. They they just wanted to get through the night somehow, <laughs> um, and you know it was a, a poor start from them. And we gradually made our chances through that first half, really, didn't we? Right through to the goal. Yeah, I mean, we had, we had I think I counted four really good chances. Ollie, you've probably seen them on the highlights before our goal, and there was some really really nice nice football in the build up to those. Um, Beckles had a, had a sort of shot where we had a nice little bit of interplay on the edge of the box, and somehow he got up. Uh, he should have scored then, shouldn't he? It was a fantastic position. It was lucky. It was a centre back's finish, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, he shaped yeah. his body nicely, didn't he? And that... he did. Yeah, he did everything right. It was a nice curl on the ball as well. He did actually. From our end, it looked like it had gone further wide. When I watched the TV, I thought he's done everything right. Here. He's just set it off a little bit too far right. Mm. Um, it was nicely played in by by Wally. It was, yeah. uh, it was a, but it was, like you said, he should have scored. Yeah, and then Nolan did his sort of classy thing of picking it up in midfield and sort of drifting past two midfielders and then sort of got past another two defenders and he got in and just couldn't quite find his, his he put his shot similar sort of place to where um, Beckles did really a little bit lower but yeah he put his just wide to the right and then yeah Carl Morris then popped one into Nolan he was sort of sprawling to get it wasn't he just couldn't quite get it um, and then yeah the last one was sort of Wally it digged across out and Carlton looked like he was going to head it home didn't he and he just got a bit under it just so slightly too high for him that's all yeah. wasn't it but um, it was four good chances really for us wasn't it and yeah we started to think are we going to regret missing these chances as we've thought a lot this season and um, yeah luckily we didn't to be honest with you and yeah he, what was that first goal really it was, it was a good decent goal wasn't it it was yeah um, Beckles um, who defensively was shaky I think you know they, they, they gave us a little bit more trouble down the right hand side than, than they should have done really but lovely bit of play in there um, and then Thomas took over and put an absolute brilliant ball in and then you've got 
Wally drifted across. They, I think they said afterwards that something they'd been working on. Um, Wally <laughs> drifted across, um, little, you know, and he couldn't really miss once he'd got there. So it was, it was a fantastic goal. Paulo said it just hit his head, and it did. He had nothing to do. You know, once he'd, he'd made his run in there, he had nothing else to do but just stick his head there, and it went straight in. Yeah, it looked good on the replays as well, doesn't it? Obviously, watching the highlights back, it on the sort of highlights, it looks like a cracking finish, isn't it? Yeah, it was a brilliant header. Um, Hurst, yeah, Hurst did take the mick, didn't he, after the game? But then on the pre-Rotherham um, game, he was a bit more. Complicated complimentary about um, Wally's contribution but yeah it's a really super goal and it was about time I was, I was listening to the um, the game on Shropshire Radio and it was getting quite frustrating in the sense that we were creating a lot of chances not that there's obviously still a long way to go yeah. but uh, yeah you do get that sense don't you You know we keep creating these chances are we going to when we're going to take one we're town fans we're always nervous about us missing chances because it's, <laughs> it's just happened you know how many times have we all the seen it happen years, hundreds yeah. and hundreds and hundreds of times where we, we mess it up so, so yeah that was it was, wasn't too long onto half time then and town were pretty comfortable through till half time really I think there was one little issue where um, Beckles made a good block from one of their sort of efforts, but as I say, it was a set piece where it had broken from there, like Gareth had just said. Uh, I suppose the only real negative in that half was Rodman obviously injured his ass, as I said at the time. It turned out to be a neural glute. I never heard of whatever that is. Obviously, something to do with his butt, but yeah, shame he got injured. But obviously, then Thomas had come on and set the goal up, so um, he looked quite motivated, Thomas, didn't he, when he came on, having been dropped? It was. um, And just something to say about the pitch as well. It suited us from the start there. Mm. You could tell it was a decent. We got the ball down, we passed it around, and you wonder what you're going to get, really, don't you? Midweek, February, wherever you go. <laughs> it was a decent pitch. Yeah, it, it, was. Re- it really suited us, and it suited him as well. Um, and certainly, second half, it made think, you know, when we get a little bit further on to maybe the goal, um, I don't think that was a goal we could have probably scored yesterday. No, very true, no. actually. But just one thing before we move on to second half the, the block from Hendry. Yes, yeah, there was a good block in there from Hendry as well. And, and what did you make of Hendry's overall performance, Gareth? I thought it was very solid. Yeah, very solid. solid. Yeah, there were two great blocks. One was from Beckles and one was from Hendry. In terms, mm. I think one was one was from again Beckles who'd been. I think that was from a Beckles was skinned in the right, and they put a, a, a sharp cross across, and it looked we were right behind the goal. Looked like it was going in. Yeah, and a great cross. The Beckles one was earlier on, came from Henderson not getting to a corner. Again, a very poor punch off a corner. Yeah. Um, again, which we've... Uh, <laughs> a regular feature of this week. It was a great block. Yeah, it was good. He, and he, I'd say I'd agree with Gareth. He was, he was good, to be fair, and, and was good in the second half as well. So, yeah, there we go. First half, 1-0 up. Um, you know, looking looking solid. And, um, yeah, the, this, this sort of game didn't really change it in the second half. I mean, in some respects, you know, obviously Fleetwood got a goal and there was a little change there where they, they went a bit more deep after that because they had something to protect. But um, the goal did come from a mistake, Ollie, you know, as we, we just talked about there. And it was pretty bad when you look back at it. I, look, I just watched a replay before, you know, Toto misses a header. Sadler gets all caught in sixes and sevens. They're in one-on-one. Um, oh, sorry, this is before the goal. They get, got in one-on-one and, and, and Henderson made a good save. So that was that was the first real chance they had from one of our mistakes. And then, yeah, the second mistake we made was from a, from a Fleetwood corner um, where sort of disastrously Henderson came for it and didn't get enough on it. Went back post, they popped it back in and again, we were all over the shop and they bundled it home. So there was a couple of, you know, issues there for town defensively. Um, was solid in the main but yeah that, that goal really was against the run of play and was also a bit of a kick in the teeth wasn't it it followed on didn't it as well the court, that corner came from the Henderson save yes that's yeah, it did. I don't, you know Sadler it was a missed header Sadler just got tripped over it and they went through and mm. it, was, it, was, it was a decent save I think it might have just yeah, got yeah. into the corner there but then yeah it missed, missed it comes back in and it wasn't a great finish either was it um, nope. it was just almost felt came to him didn't it came to it you know it got back through and because he was so close in front of Henderson it just kind of bobbles into the net and you yeah. think oh you, you think then they're going to go on and, and start to dominate the game maybe no and it doesn't happen no they didn't did they Ollie? We, we really shut them down after that straight away I thought well, yeah it, well, just on the on the on the goal conceded it's, it's becoming um, and we'll talk about this obviously in the Rotherham game it's becoming quite a concern now isn't it our, our inability to defend corners and teams are certainly going to put a, you know a lot of focus on that when they play us because yeah this, this seems to be the the, the one way to get it, um, a goal against us it's so bizarre considering how our defence and particularly the two centre-backs have played all season for us to think this is an issue now. It's kind of come out of nowhere, hasn't it, Gareth? I don't know, don't know what you think about that. It is, yeah. It's, and it, it is... How can you be worried when you're top of the table? But yeah. but it is... When you look back at what we've been doing, and I've been a lot less than you guys. I've probably been about 10 times this season. But mm. a real feature in, in, in every game, really, has been we have been absolutely rock-solid throughout the team. We really get, We give so little away. And, you know, this game will describe as a really, really positive performance by Town up at Fleetwood. Yep. But we gave them four or five opportunities, um, uh, you know, uh, and particularly from set pieces, as you say, Ollie, yeah. when, you, when you go on to it, teams are targeting us, you know, we'll get on to Rotherham. Ta- Rotherham targeted us from the very start on set pieces. Um, and, and you feel like, well, 
we're not going to win too many games 3-2 or 3-1 or, or, or even 2-1. No. You know, we, we've enjoyed our 1-0s this season yep. uh, and we're going to need to get some clean sheets, really. I think we're going to stay at the top of the pack. Mm. It's tricky, isn't it, at the moment, Ollie? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It's um, tricky. But um, we're still scoring goals. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that is the positive, isn't it? And obviously, that was, that's what we did at Fleetwood. So, before we did get the winner, which we'll talk about how mad we all went for that, but um, we did create a fair few chances still in the second half. I'm sure you looked at the XG as usual, Ollie, and, and we still kept going up on the on the expected goals. And, and yeah, Bryn fired one wide, and uh, Abu Ago got a bit of a weak shot. And as I said, I was just impressed by the fact that we didn't retreat. Um, we could have took that knock and, and, and gone deeper. And actually, it was Fleetwood, really, that... Once they had a point, they they went even more deep, really, and they didn't attack us at all from that point onwards. They they, they felt like they had a point to, to sort of keep. Um, so no, it, it was going to come the goal, wasn't it? And and yeah, I don't know. Do you want to describe the goal, Gareth? Because it was yeah. I described it as liquid football. I but... will do. I think about, <laughs> I think it was about two minutes beforehand. There was somebody, and the crowd were brilliant. You know, the two hundred and fifty or so of us just sticking behind the players. I think I heard somebody shout, "Change it!" First. <laughs> and I said, "You don't need to change it." We, you know, we we had all the possession. You could sense there was going to be a couple of chances coming for us in terms of that, and that's what happened. The football we played was lovely. Uh, they lost the ball easily in midfield again. Uh, we moved it through some lovely one-touch football. Wally involved twice in yeah, there. Uh, nobody panics, and they eventually move it into Thomas, um, who cuts back in, puts a shot, and I think it took a very slight defection. Very slight, yeah. Um, and, I, and the keeper's taken a little bit of stick, I think, when I when I saw. But actually, it, it was in a difficult place for him, and the 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 kind of. The, the way the ball moved in that low down, he, mm. yeah, it was hard for him to do too much else, and uh, and then everyone around me went absolutely mental. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Me and Gareth sort of stood back. I was taking my usual video, and you were taking trying to take a selfie, weren't you, Gareth? At that point in time, but I looked around, and Gareth sort of pointing down at my dad, who's down the front, Ellie, with all the all the mad boys around him, and I'm like. God, he's got to be careful down there. He's an old man, but you got a fair play to my dad. He was absolutely loving it. He was getting involved, and um, yeah, it was it was fantastic. And it was just nice to see the the terrace explode like that. As I say, we don't get to do it very much anymore, and it was a cracking moment, really. And and you knew, you know, you knew then we won the game, Ollie. I felt, you know, yeah, you did. You're right. There, yeah, then. was it eighty third, eighty fourth minute we scored? Yeah. Um, and sometimes you're thinking, oh, well, there's going to be ten minutes of pressure. But at that point, Morecambe were dead and buried, weren't they? they and Fleetwood were. Uh, oh. <laughs> That's all right. It's on the coast. We'll let you off. Yeah, at that point, Fleet, Fleet would have done buried. <laughs> they were dead and buried, and and yeah, there was there was no way they were getting back in it. And to, and to be fair to Town Ollie, they they did their usual thing of seeing a game out really well. They did, yeah. Actually, on the seventieth minute, I was so confident we were going to win, I put a little ten pound bet oh. on win. Um, so yeah, I got some thirty pound profit for well coming back for that. So yeah, it just it just felt obviously listening to Stuart Dunn and Mark Kelly, it just felt like it was going to come. Mm. Um, and watching it back, yeah, you could see why they were um, describing that. And yeah, very pleased and a nice another um, late winner and three points in the bag. And and obviously the context of the league table, we were top. Put us back top, didn't it? Which was fantastic. There was a lot. Of, there was a lot of we are top of the league chanting at the end, wasn't there? As we yeah. were going out, I will have to. Um, was, there's a few people were tweeting the um, Salatcast Twitter account about, um, particularly Ryan talking about um, the start of the podcast. So we have to start this week with, um, and I'm sure you've done it with, we are top of the league. You go, we're only allowed to use that introduction when we are actually top. So now we're officially top as it stands on Sunday night. I'll use it again, Ollie. But yeah, it was just it was just a great having had that sort of knock against. Um, you know, the game on the previous Saturday, it was nice to get back top and it just give you that little bit extra bonus, didn't it? Yeah, yeah it was great. It was, it was, it was, it was really good. Um, obviously we're following the results that were coming in elsewhere around that evening as mm. well. The strange Wigan results coming in. Yeah. And a dis- slight disappointment with Blackburn going down there, but it was, it was, yeah, just good to be top of the league really. Mm, it's fantastic. So, um, yes, I'm interested to, who, who did you go for your top three? I'll let you go first, Gareth. Go yeah, on. I'll go with mine. Uh, I know, unlike the, the Price family, I'm a bit, a bit of a fan of this guy, Sean Wally. <laughs> I just think that when, when we're playing well, he plays well, or yeah. whichever way round you want to put that. I disagree but, with that. You know, everything goes through him. Three or four of those of those five chances first half went through him. Um, he gets the goal, and then second half he's pivotal in, in the... In not just the goal, but the way in which we were playing, he was you know moving around, mm-hmm. cutting in, in field, never hides, very comfortable. So you know, I gave him, I gave him uh, my play of the match. Yep. Uh, behind him was a go go. You know, I've already put him in my uh, favourite Everton team again. <laughs> he was superb. Took a little bit to warm up, but he was everywhere, winning the ball, keeping us moving. Um, absolutely superb. Right at the end, there's a bit. I think maybe the 90th minute where he yes. chases back about 40, 50 yards uh, down down our left hand side, wins the ball easily for us and just snuffs out a chance like that and finally you talk about Carl Morris I thought his hold up play was really good um, there was a couple of chances there was a couple of crosses put in him that you'd wanted to see him a little bit sharper on probably mm. second half yeah there was one there was, yeah, there was one header wasn't there where he was basically on the goal line should have headed it in yeah um, but in terms of his actual he played most of the game with his back to goal mm. and again I think he was involved in the in the, in the uh, in our 
winner as well at some yeah, point. So, yeah, yeah, he was. They, he was well. Wally played it into him, and he laid it off to Wally before Wally yeah. gave it to Thomas, and it was it was a nice nice little bit of target man play. To be fair, I mean, what to be to be fair on Wally, I, I would have almost had him in my top three. I thought there was a lot of good performances in the game, and he would definitely have been fourth outside my top three. I thought he was really good. There's no way I can say anything different. But funnily enough, I actually went for Nathan Thomas for my man of the match because coming on as a sub, um, taking the knock of, of sort of getting dropped. Um, and he was unplayable. So was Wally at times, but there were a couple of times where they were really unplayable and Fleetwood found it very difficult with both the wingers. Um, the cross for the, for the Wally goal was just spectacular and obviously he's bagged the winner as well. So to me, I think that's worthy of a man in the match. But um, agreed with second place, a go-go. The, the work rate was just usual. You can't really say any more than that. He was just fantastic. And I actually went for Nolan just over Wally and Morris. Um, I thought he actually had the ball a lot more than he's had in recent games and, and dictated our attacking play a little bit more. Something that people have been saying he's been missing the last few games and you could potentially say same thing about the Rotherham game so yeah it was one of his better performances in the last few weeks and, and I thought he was good he was good as well he, he actually had a couple of chances didn't he, he had yep. one chance where he really should have scored but yep. yeah the last few weeks he hasn't been getting into those chances so yeah, it was good to see him dictate play and you can see why he played um, Bryn Morris and Nolan for that game both yeah. of them really you know we dominated the part didn't we and, and the passing if, if there was passing stats for League One I'm sure I'm sure they've been very high for town yeah and Bryn was good as well it, just a word for him obviously coming in one, one off game that he hasn't played for a few weeks he was solid wasn't he yeah he got tired a little bit later on maybe just before he went off the, the, start giving the ball away but before that he was excellent you know you look at those top three you could probably have had seven or eight yeah. and I wouldn't have disagreed you know you could have seven or eight variations on that there's, there's plenty of other players in there who you could have considered really Henderson didn't have a bad game, but he was probably the only person who wasn't involved. Mm. Beckles was really good going forward in really terms good. of this. Sadler and Toto were solid. Yeah. You know, um, Henry we've talked about who came in and had a good game. Yeah. So it was it was uh, a good performance. Yeah, it was all difficult all. to pick those top three. It was interesting about Beckles actually. You know, I, I, you obviously watched it back on it in the attacking situations. He did offer a lot. I know that it's funny because Gareth said he was actually defensively was more shaky, which is the opposite of what we've been talking about the last few weeks. But he did offer a fair bit going forward in that game, and, and yeah, it's interesting. Interesting, and maybe he's working on that part of his part of his game. Yeah, he does. He seems more comfortable, doesn't he, on the ball? Yeah. Um, it was the as as Gareth alluded to earlier in the pod. Um, he was a bit shaky um, in defence, and that's yeah. and that's where he is isolated. You know, as a fullback, you've been playing for years, used to playing against a winger, and he does get turned inside and out quite easily. Mm. Um, but obviously, you know, as we discussed last week, there's pros and cons. Yeah, um, yeah, we don't need to have that course. argument again, Ollie. No, exactly. <laughs> We've only just made up. <laughs> exactly. So there yeah, so that was good. So yeah, three points, and um, yeah, a nice long drive home for you guys. Mm. Yeah, it was, wasn't great. Uh, but to be fair, it's always good when you win. I got in before midnight. Which yeah, was... I was still buzzing. I got in, I think, 20 to 12, still buzzing. Yeah. And a cup of tea and a pair of crumpets. So I was, <laughs> I was over the moon. Living the dream. There you evening. go. Hursty was pretty happy as well, wasn't he, Ollie? He was. He was very happy, yeah. So, um, so what did he have to say? Um, he said, overall, much better performance. I thought we had some good spells and most of the possession. Um, we'd been disappointed if we didn't win the game. Started a bit tentatively, but I thought we were okay. Holding back a bit slightly, maybe after the result on Saturday. Um, played some good stuff, looked comfortable. Uh, the feeling in the dressing room was half time that we could win the game. Um, we conceded a scrappy one again. Great for Nath to get his first goal, cause the fullback uh, problems, the four centre maker sub. Um, Wally's 10 goals is not bad. Um, and he said <laughs> oh. he said he was a super cross. Yeah, he's, he's been sarcastic. Yeah, I know, yeah. Um, and some yeah, good performance of those who came in and those who kept their place. So yeah, he's pretty pleased. And I think just worth just on, on Nathan. Obviously, he scored um, an assist and a goal. So you can't really, um, no. can't really complain about that. And, and as I just mentioned, all round play was pretty good as well so yeah there we go and then that led us on to thinking a bit more positively about facing Rotherham United who are obviously the form team in the league aren't they Ollie so yeah yeah, run us through the basics of that, mate. So, yeah, so Saturday, seven, just over 7,000 again. Crap. Disappointing home performance in terms of fans. That's is is worrying. And be interesting to hear from Brian, um, you know, what his thoughts are on uh, mm. on attendances, because why they're not going up, because they brought over 1,000. There was less home fans than there was the week before against uh, Plymouth, which was interesting, I thought, considering we talked all last week about, oh, the rugby put people off and the cold weather put people off. Well, they hadn't got that excuse this week, and we actually had less fans. Surprising, really. So, um, we, we knew as we are playing that this time of the season, we seem to be playing quite a lot of tough teams, don't we? So, we've had Plymouth, yep. we were on a good run, and, and they've continued. Um, and yeah, so Rotherham um, were unbeaten in 12 coming into us, now 13, and they won the last five 
which is a fantastic form, and yep. then now it's six and changes again. So there's a few changes. So there's you say there's some some illness in the camp. I never heard about that. Yeah. So Lewis Cox did a story on the Shropshire Star today saying Hurst has said there's a bit of illness in the camp. He didn't. He wasn't quite sure who was going to play in the run up to the Rotherham game because of oh, it. Okay. Um, and he's also a little like. bit concerned about Tuesday night. So yeah, you, you might have missed that. Cause I know you were in holiday this week, Ollie, so I'll let you yeah. off. But um, yeah, so I, I think some of these changes might have been for that, and and potentially there was some suggestion that the performances that we got during the game might have been related to illness, which is fair understandable yeah it is yeah okay so those who weren't there but what was a team so Henderson in goal kept his place um, Bolton came for Hendry um, Sadler Toto and then Beckles kept his place uh, and then we had um, then we had the normal trio midfield yep. Nolan Godfrey Gogo with Wally and Thomas kept his place um, for, with Carl Morris up front again so it's interesting actually you get in a, get, a lot of games now aren't we where we get in um, Sadler Totes um, Nolan Agogo and Carl Morris are playing virtually every game yes I, I think they're, they're the sort of players that first team on the sheet aren't they really Ollie? yeah yeah, they're at the moment so yeah so, so obviously um, I listen to this yeah. um, good old um, Shrews player or I throw what it's called these days and good old 3G and they able to listen to it in the car <laughs> so, um, so yeah what did you how did you start what did you make of the game <laughs> do you want to use a word to describe this Gareth well the first the first 20 seconds were excellent we almost scored didn't we <laughs> did. uh, and Wally got away and, and stuck it in and and Morris didn't quite get there no nope. things uh, you know slight, been happening yeah been happening in terms of their decent start and then for the next 15 minutes they battered us <laughs> which is which is fair we were, we looked so shaky the really entire battered. half really yes. it was punctuated with a couple of chances um, which probably Glenn will talk about we yeah. had a couple of decent we had a couple of decent chances in there as well but at the back, it was we were we looked disorganised, and that's again I've not been as much as you got the, this season. But every time I've seen this, we've been so organised. Uh, but we had three players chasing one player down and and not getting it. One of their chances came from that. There was we just looked um, fairly shapeless as a team, um, and they started with so much confidence um, in there. The pitch didn't help for us, you know, in terms of it was bobbling around, but that didn't what bother. Rotherham at all? No, it didn't and lose was, the game, did it? You know, at all. Um, and it was just, we, you know, you felt like we got away with it. I really felt like we got away with it when it came to the forty-fifth minute because they could have been one or two up. Really, um, there was a chance early on when Henderson came off his line. It was a one-on-one. He he started coming for it, then retreated back to his line. Yep. Realised he needed to come, came, um, and ended up making a kind of one-on-one save. Went out for a corner. And he pretty much got every, every decision wrong after that, which is a shame because, you know, I've got a lot of time for the guy. He, he made pretty much every decision about whether to come or whether to say wrong, wrong. from then on. Yeah, it was it was hard to watch, Ollie, to be honest with you at times. Um, that, but that, you made it there safely with the earthquake. Oh, yeah, we did have an earthquake. I, I, Half past two. I, I, I experienced it walking over one of the little rail bridges from my house across to the thing. I thought a train was coming. I was looking around. It took me about 30 seconds to think, well, there's no train coming. What's going on here? Very odd. There we go. <laughs> um, so maybe that's what put us off. But in, in all fairness, I thought that Rotherham were very physical and very aggressive and got right in our faces, to be honest with you. They had a guy who had a long throw, so we never even had a rest every time we put it out for a, for a throw-in. Uh, we, you know, the defence was always under the cosh, and that 15-minute period is is unbelievable. They didn't score. You know, there was a couple of, you know, I think Henderson made one or two good saves, but there was a few good blocks in there. I remember Beckles made a good block. Yeah. Um, they they put two of their chances like literally an inch wide, um, and and we we did get away with. We dodged a bullet in that period of time, and and then as you say, you know, weirdly enough, on the break we looked effective every now and again. Not quite as linked up as we have been at times, but there was two really good chances. I think there was one where Carl Morris sort of headed over from a corner, which we'd expect him to do better on. To be honest with you, looking at the replay, but the best chance was Wally and. Um, John Nolan played a fantastic through ball and while he got in and his first touch was perfect he brought it right under control problem is he only took three touches the second one he knocked it too far ahead of him and the third touch was a bit of a weak finish so it was a one-on-one chance that if we got scored, it should have scored yeah it should have scored and you can't knock the guy he scored a lot of goals this season too much but um yeah it was unfortunate because that might have changed the dynamic of the game a little bit um to be perfectly honest with you but yeah, it was only a matter of time before they scored, wasn't it? It was another another yeah. disaster, really. It's funny, isn't it? it was, um, one of the games I came up to early in the season was the four 0 against Bristol Rovers, yep. and that was similar. It's not not quite the same, but early on that game was very open, and Bristol Rovers had their chances, mm-hmm. um, and we took one of the counter attack, and when we took one from a corner, I think the Henderson claimed, and five seconds later, or so we Wally was through and we scored. Yep. Um, and it was similar to that, really. You get that moment, don't you? You go on strongly then at that yep. point. And his first touch was brilliant. Like you said, his second was... And I think he just tried to stick it underneath him. Um, yeah, he needs to lift it, didn't he? Uh, yeah, which is, a, which is a real shame. But we had another chance as well. Off a, there was a corner in there and yep. a bit of a um, goal, goal box scramble. Goal scramble. Yeah. Uh, the keeper pulled it down in terms of this. So, 
but they they were a better side. We you know we'd have dodged one getting to get into halftime at nil nil. We really would have dodged one. And I have to say, I think the Rotherham played really well in the first half. Ollie, they weren't quite as good in the second half. They still were the better team, but they they definitely sort of weren't quite as good as they were during that you know fifteen maybe twenty minute spell where they just played some of the nicest football I've seen all season. As I say, over the piece, my personal view was I didn't think they were as good as Plymouth the week before. I, I don't know if you went no. to that game, Gareth, but over the ninety minutes, I think Plymouth were probably a better team. But they both had a similar game plan as well with Sadler and Toto where they put their big massive striker right on Sadler and they put Sadler in a physical battle and I think that's something teams have started to notice against us you know we talked about it very briefly last week Ollie because Bristol Rovers did it uh, and now Rotherham and obviously Plymouth have done the same thing their big guy is getting on Sadler and every week now he's in a massive battle so yeah it's, it's an interesting interesting dilemma for Sadler to have to deal with this, this last few weeks because he hasn't had that a lot this season yeah so um, so should we go through that unfortunately through the goal we can see just for half, Do we have to? Just for half time yeah it was poor wasn't it it was very very poor from Henderson he did tweet out didn't he that he, um, you know, he took, took responsibility. responsibility yeah um, but yeah it was disappointing it wasn't the first time he did it as Gareth mentioned you know he'd come out and missed a couple from corners and just everything. And his he distribution. Was... He had a poor. We'll just talk about Hidey Henderson just for a second. He his distribution was shocking as well. I've watched the extended highlights back, and his kicking was normally one of his strengths. Was really poor as well. So, yeah, it was it was not good. Not good performance. Second half, he was he put about two or three of his kicks to straight out. Yeah. Beckel saved him a couple of times by somehow managing to keep him in a, a mm. couple of times in there, and he got nervous then as well. So yeah. a couple of times when he'd released it quickly, he wasn't doing that. Um, and that's what. Um, Mark Elliott was talking about on Tuesday night and also on Saturday uh, about how that um, since the Blackburn game he seems to have really you know he's he's dropped his confidence has dropped and his performances seem to have dropped. It, the whole season's been ruined by a jelly baby, hasn't it? That's the problem. The whole, yeah. the whole, the whole I had thing's... to buy some jelly babies for the road trip just because. Oh, you traitor! <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, oh, I haven't had jelly babies for a long time. Oh, they should be banned now. They've ruined the season. No, he's definitely got something going on at the moment, and yeah, for all the all the praise he's had, you know, you can't. Again, I don't want to be too harsh because this season is fantastic, but it's certainly worth consideration of the of the sort of... He's only been back two games, but those two games, there's been similar sorts of mistakes occurring. Before that, he was pretty bulletproof, wasn't he? So it was a shame. But as you say, the, the, the goal was was that. It came from a corner, um, and it sort of got... It, it basically, Henderson came out to try and get a punch on it. He only got a little bit on it. It went back out the other side. They sort of chipped it back in. He came to come, and he basically ran straight into the back of a go-go. He was looking at the ball, didn't really see a go-go. Ran into the back of him, pushed himself back off, and by then, unfortunately, the ball fell to the the, the captain, and he sort of just turned and, and side foot in. Really, and he was miles away, wasn't he? It was miles a really poor it. decision. Yeah, yep. uh, like at least two meters away from um, um, from where where the player headed the ball, where it was mm. going to drop. Yep, so yep. Very, And that was that. It was basically half time. Then I'm glad you said that uh, he turned it home, side foot at home, because I read the Shrewsbury Town website match report to uh, <laughs> refresh my knowledge of what took place yesterday, and they noted that somebody had headed it home. Oh, brilliant for the goal! No, he didn't. Uh, he, so, headed, uh, he kicked it, and he kicked it into the centre of the net. Yeah, it was so right in the middle. It yeah, does did, yeah. make you think he probably would have saved it if he would. Well, obviously they got. Obviously the player was quite aware. You could tell from his shot that mm. he was aware that Henderson wasn't there. But I, I'm quite. I'm, I'm fairly confident to say that he, uh, that wouldn't have been a goal. If he'd, if he'd stayed on his line. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting Gareth picked that up because the media team issues, we very rarely make mistakes, do they? So it's interesting that you've seen that, Gareth. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm joking. Um, so yeah, that was it. And that was half-time, really. It was a bit, bit of a concerning one because um, we were obviously 1-0 down and um, the, the the pattern of the game, it had been so poor, really. So um, I, I was going to sort of stop there, Ollie, and just ask Gareth what he thought about... I know you've seen the extended highlights, so you won't have had to you know consider the full painful experience of watching the referee, but... What do you make of the referee? I have to say something about him. <laughs> so I'm not one of those guys who normally criticise the referee much at this level at all. And I think normally I sit in the West Stand and some of the nonsense that gets shouted at the, at the linesman and the referee is is, is way off target in way. <laughs> uh, you know, it's absolute rubbish that comes in there. And it was only Tuesday night we were talking, the referee was superb. Tuesday really good, night, yeah. He was superb. You, you didn't notice him. He played the advantage rule brilliant. He just managed the game. Yeah. But this guy, this wasn't about getting decisions wrong. This guy was absolutely incompetent. <laughs> he, he, he never... From the start, he didn't set out, you know, how he wanted that game run. So, you know, the yellow card that he gives randomly to Beckles second half for, nothing, yeah. for, for barely anything. There was a, there was a bit of first half where Beckles um, pulled somebody's shirt by the corner. Um, if you remember, he played advantage. Beckles then pulled his shirt in the penalty area. They pulled it back, had a blocked shot. And he then brought it back for advantage. Uh, he then decided he wasn't going to play advantage. He pulled it back, ignored the penalty incident yeah. and gave him a free kick in the corner. And, and you're clear at this point, the guy hasn't got a clue what's going on. Um, he was he was really poor. He got many decisions wrong in terms of there. He he was um, he just didn't set. He'd lost control of the game, and it wasn't yeah. an overly dirty game. And 
the problem they... with, and the problem with losing control of the game is that Rotherham Molly were doing the dark arts better. They were in his ear, yeah. so the pressure he was feeling from them was way more than it was for us. So in the game, apparently we gave away nineteen fouls, and in this, most of them were in the second half. To be honest, with you. there were so many stoppages in the second half. They gave away ten, so tw- you know almost almost thirty stoppages in a game for free kicks, and that doesn't even include all the other set pieces we had and the weight that we had for all the bloody long throws. It killed it, and it killed the second half as a, yeah. as, a, as, a, as, a, as a, any kind of competition. Was it Morris who got taken out um, first half in the um, first half in the left hand court? For us, I think it was. Um, it was probably going out for a goal kick, but one of them just absolutely cleaned him yep, out, yep. Um, and that should have been a yellow card. Yep. Didn't and give that. I can't believe I was going to ask that. that was gonna, I was going to ask that specific question because on the extended highlights, obviously they don't show like the cards. But I was going to ask, was that a yellow card? Because he basically assaulted him. No, it wasn't. He gave him a big long talking to, and there was one. <laughs> there'd been another one elsewhere, and and that set a standard. You set a standard at that point. You're either going to say, okay, you know, I don't want much more fouling going on to him there, or you're going to do it really light touch. And, and was he, he biased then? He didn't do it. I Would don't you think say so. I, don't think, I, th- I think he was incompetent. And there was two things that stuck out for me. One was their ten who who dived, and yeah. the referee pointed to him, told him he dived. Do you remember? It was yeah, the, the, yeah, the crowd yeah. went nuts in terms of. The game continued for about a minute before it went out of play, and he ignored it. No, it. So there was no card. So yep. he'd, he'd gone by then. And the second bit was with about five minutes left to go. The linesman flagged for offside. Um, for, against against Rotherham so we'd have had a free kick just inside our half which is obviously what you want to have the ref didn't notice it for about 10 seconds eventually notices him turns around sees Sean Worley kind of got the ball doesn't know what to do whether to give us advantage or not Worley loses it and he just kind of decides well let's all play on then yeah, and there was just he was he was way off the pace he was a big old lad wasn't he yeah he was and, a big brutal uh, man he, I don't think he was biased I don't think he was biased I don't think there was any one big decision that he got wrong for us like I said, I, I think no, potentially yeah. could have given a penalty against Beckles in the first half in terms of there. Mm. He was just absolutely incompetent and it ruined the second half because uh, if you got 30 fouls, there's no flow. There was no flow. And it was the, the thing that, I, you know, I thought Carl Morris was fairly effective again in terms of his, you know, striking play and his link-up play. I think he got substituted because the referee had reached a point where he wasn't going to give Carl Morris a free kick at all in the game. Morris must have given away three or four free kicks in a, in a short period of time. And but at the same time, he was being buffeted and pulled and had his shirt pulled and he was getting nothing. And the inconsistency between how he was dealing with them, big birdie striker and how he was dealing with our big birdie striker was probably the thing that annoyed me the most and I'm sure that all fans will have something that particularly wound them up. And there was lots that went on and, and Rotherham were, you know... I, they were they were good in the first half, but in the second half they showed the darker side of their game, and it worked. To be honest with you, and then they just they they niggled away at everything. Their long ball throw-ins were sort of effective and kept us penned back. So how did they? So just interesting. So so how did they? What was their kind of style of play? Did they play passing football? Was it long ball? What was their kind of style? No, it was long ball. They liked to, they liked to get it, they liked to get it up fairly quickly in terms of their, they were they were direct. They didn't play on the floor. They to liked, the big guy, yeah. They liked to get their throw-ins into the box. They liked to they set pieces. They were very clever in the set pieces. They were. Crowden and Henderson in terms of that they were using their physical presence and there was nothing wrong with it you know in fairness I'd have liked to, to have seen that if I was a Rotherham fan yeah, doing yeah. that we've done it at times uh, there was barely a bad tackle but there was little pushes all the time you know Sadler was getting shoved Beckles was getting shoved and the referee was missing so much as you said they just carried on with it and, yeah. and fair play to them you know and then little bits of time wasted weren't punished for like the last five no, minutes no. Um, and the, the throw in something I'd like to ask you about so they, they mentioned this on Shropshire Radio that um, we found it very hard to defend because we couldn't just you know if you're under you know as a full back or central defender you're under pressure you put the ball out for a throw in but the, the guy had quite a weapon, didn't he, from a yep. throw? So, did, and did, did that did that on Shropshire Radio they kept saying that was that had quite a big impact on the game because we couldn't really clear our lines and no. we were forced to defend deep all the time. Yeah, I mentioned something about that before. It, it meant meant that we were just constantly under pressure, and there would there would be like five minute periods where it was just it coming at us all the time, and, and we just were really struggling to get out. And the out balls, there wasn't one, you know, to be honest with you, and and. Um, yeah, that they were just they were just aggressive. To be honest with you, and and the worst thing about it was the guy that took a long throw was a fairly unlikable character. He was sort of dancing in front of block nineteen and eighteen when they were chanting at him and sort of giving fans back. And all right, fine. If I was a Rotherham fan, I'd think that was quite funny. But you know that didn't help the fans, the town fans' demeanour because people were already raging about lots of other stuff that was going on. So I think that's a good observation. Though. <laughs> I don't think they created a chance off any of those long throws. No, they didn't. We but it basically well. meant any time that we didn't clear our, did you know, didn't get it out of our half in terms of throwing, they'd stop the game. He'd take a big throw up, and it was a, it was equivalent to a free kick in those kind of you know areas near the centre circle every time, and we couldn't, and we we found ourselves penned back in. We could never, we never got on the ball, other than probably the one chance we're going to talk about with Thomas. I think that was probably the only bit of flowing football we played second half. Second half, yeah. Just talking about flowing football, um, Hurst um, mentioned that the um, the ball was out of play. 
a lot more than the average game. Yeah. Um, so they just, obviously, you didn't really get value for your money, then, did you? It, we said it was just it wasn't. It was a non-event. It was a boring second half to watch. I never really felt like we were probably going to win it. I thought there was that. It was funny because like the game, you know, the previous Saturday, we'd been, been pretty much comprehensively outplayed for most of the time. But there was still a chance of us nicking a goal back from from nothing. But he never felt like it was going to happen. And by the end, when the final whistle went, you know, you could have played another forty minutes and we probably wouldn't have scored. Well, there was five minutes, wasn't there? Injury time. Yeah. And I. When, I, when they put the board up, I went, braved our toilet to the family stand. <laughs> and, uh, and I left after about 91, 92 minutes. Because yeah. it was... They weren't going to score, were they? You no. could tell it was never coming. It was a shame. And we even went 4-4-2 near the end, Ollie. And it didn't have the same effect as it did, did it sort of the, the last Saturday. We didn't get any chance from that, really. thought John Lewis was pretty poor when he came on, compared to the sort of target man role that Carlton Morris had been playing. I didn't really see the point of that substitution. Maybe Morris was getting tired or was one of the ones that was ill. I thought he was kind of keeping it, keeping it going. And we also took Nolan off, which... It was a very strange substitution as well. So who knows? With yeah, the, with the they criticised that on Shropshire Radio, saying that um, taking him off um, actually made us, you know, less effective going forward. We did. It was a strange decision. It was. I thought after we went four four two, that was probably game over. There, he didn't. We did not look like scoring. But the Nathan Thomas chance was unlucky, and a go go did that have was a long a brilliant shot. Brilliant chance. Brilliant chance. I think it was. I think it was Beckles that did a nice little back heel, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah, it, was, it was a go. Wasn't it a go go and Beckles were involved in terms of building down the left hand side. Mm. And the, the flick, you know, because he could have shot, I think. He could have got a shot off, but but had the vision to move, him, move yeah. it across to Thomas, which is superb. And you think, here we go, you know, he's two and two. But um, that that was it then. I, that was quite early on. That was like yeah, about an hour. It was. And you thought, right, let's see what's going to happen. But back to the ref. And again, I won't slag many off, but I, I, you won't see a ref have a bigger impact on the overall flow of an entire match than this guy did. No, interesting, I was looking at it before. He's given the most red cards out in League One this season as well, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. And you can see... He, he was the sort of referee that liked to give people a 10-minute lecture every time there was a foul. You know what I mean? Do you mean? think and that's because he sounds like he's quite influenceable? Yeah, I, I don't know. A word. He gets influenced easily. It's just any foul. They went down quite easily and every foul took at least a minute or a minute and a half to get the bloody game going again. It was just... It was dull. So as I say, there isn't really much <laughs> we could say about the second half. We, we didn't, you know, other than a couple of half chances or other than Nathan Thomas' decent chance. That was it, really. And... That was it. Game over. We stayed top because obviously none of the other two played, luckily, but it means Rotherham are probably back in the mix now for promotion. So I've got a couple of questions for you guys. Cool. Um, so um, so from, so where do you think it went wrong for Shrews? So let's just focus on ourselves, not them. Like what what kind of tactics, formation, you know, style of play, play performances, what was the kind of the big thing that kind of, you know, led to us losing this game? Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I, 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 it's funny, when we come to our top three players, I really struggled. Mm. So at that point, you think, is, is it formation? You know, looking back, I probably, I, you know, I, Godfrey's superb, isn't he? But Bryn Morris was excellent. Would you have kept him in in terms of that? You can play through all of those kind of permutations, but actually we were fairly poor throughout. Um, and if we'd got away with it, this could we could be sat here and just saying it, this was a really dull nil-nil, but we took a point against you know a really important team. team and you move on. Um, you're going to have to go down to the individual er- error. That's that's where you're yeah, going to have to go yeah. to for the goal. Cause, and actually when I got into my be- better players, for all Rotherham's dark arts and hammering away at us, you know, we we kept, particularly second half, we absolutely restricted them to to no chances really in yeah, terms of yeah. that, and it goes down to to one real individual error, error that costs you what would have been a decent point. So, what would you say, Glenn? Then, so what would you say, from your side, what was the what would you think went wrong for town? It was always going to be a tight game. I think you know, considering the form of the, for the our home form and their overall form, it was going to be you know a goal probably settled by one goal, and and as you say, that individual mistake, you know, we got a few away with a few other individual mistakes, but unfortunately got punished for that one. But you know, for me, I think there's a little bit of context to be had that you know that this game and the you know Plymouth game were against the, the teams that haven't lost in over ten games, um, and yet we're having a little bit of a blip in our form, and I think that. You know, at the start of the season, we talked about our run, and it was purely fueled by confidence, wasn't it? You know, we were such a confident team, and that when we needed to find that little, you know, bit extra, we always had it. And I think a little bit on the last two Saturdays, there'd been a game that we've lost by one goal, and we're now lacking that confidence a little bit, while teams like Rotherham and Plymouth are, are chock full of it. And well, some, so we did some, well against Fleetwood, though. Yeah, but they were they had no confidence, mate. <laughs> they that bad. I think you have to say between this, you're looking at Fleetwood as a side. When they played us, I know they've they've been a bad run of form, but they were a proper League Two side. They're awful. They? They're awful. And 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 Rotherham come to us, don't they, as a you know a recent Championship side who are on a, an extremely good run at, right yeah. at the top of League One. Really, I think that, that you know the difference the, in the t- the 
difference in the opposition can't be understated. There's not much difference between us and Rotherham and Plymouth as, as overall teams of quality of individuals, of an overall squad, right? And at the start of the season, when we were playing so well, we, we just had that little bit extra. We were flying, weren't we? And unfortunately, we've just come up against those two teams when they're in their period, and, and we've unfortunately come a little bit unstuck. But we've not been battered. We've lost these games by one goal. You know, there's been chances where we could even have nicked a point in both of those games. And, you know, for me, yeah, but a very disappointing loss uh, against a team that we would quite like to have kept that little buffer against. But I'm not going to get too worried about it. I think the Gillingham, the next Gillingham game, which we'll talk about in a minute, is probably a much more interesting comparison as to where we are right now. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, bits and pieces, really. But I think confidence was, was definitely a thing that was a, a big big difference between them. So um, so we are dropping down the form table, which is a bit of a concern, but we're still top. Um, so, yeah, looking ahead for Tuesday, so kind of like two questions. I'll throw them both at you at the same time, um, kind of linked together. So one, would you drop Dean Henderson? Um, and secondly, yeah. would you make any changes for Tuesday night? Uh, I, I'll start with the first one. I don't think I'd drop Henderson yet. He's only been back for two games. Um, obviously, three games out, all the unsettling stuff. It might just take him a little bit longer to settle back into it. Um, and obviously, yeah, one of those games back was Fleetwood, which we won. So we've only lost the one game with him in goal. So he's our first choice goalkeeper. You're not going to sort of throw it throw it all away with him yet. I don't know if you agree with that, guys. Yeah, yeah. My, my two words are going to be not yet. Yeah, not yet. But, you know, you do want to see a little bit more, more sharpness from him like we had at the start of the season. In terms of changes for Tuesday, I don't know. I, I mean, they didn't look... I wouldn't say they look leggy towards the end of the game, uh, but it depends on the illness, I suppose, and all that sort yeah. of thing. There's, there's an argument for if we're going to go for it a bit more, you play Hendry over Bolton or you play Maxlow over Beckles, but it's interesting to see. It's more about what Hurst is going to do, really, isn't it? There will be changes. Uh, there will be changes, isn't there? Mm. You can't take that, you know, in terms of the illness, the fact we've got another set of games, another set of hard games coming up. Into yeah. that. I, I'm sure he's going to set off there with a, a different team. Where those changes are going to be made, I don't think there'll be too much at the back. You may have a, a yeah, change, one maybe. change in the full-back position in terms of their... They're much more likely, I think, from an attacking Is point of view. Is it about time, maybe, that Sadler, um, Sadler and Totes had a, have a break? One of them had a, a, a game off. Maybe play Beckles and central defence. I, I wouldn't be too un, unnervous about giving Sadler a week off and playing Beckles and Toto yeah. for, for a game and, yeah. and maybe playing Max Lowe left back. I think there's there's an option there to just give him a rest. He's really been in probably three, in the last three games, four games, he's been in his three biggest physical battles of the season and um, he, he has he's not been awful in those games. He's really had to stand up to it, but you know, surely that takes the mental and physical toll on someone. So potentially, yeah, I, I think you'll probably see Bryn Morris. I think he'll get, get a game again. Um, I don't think he'll change Carlton Morris. He just gives us too much going forward. Forward. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Thomas, I think I'd be surprised to see him on there. He's not. It's interesting the different comments from people home and away against him. He was extraordinary in Tuesday night. His first touch was brilliant. He was unplayable. He was. He knew exactly what he was doing. Exactly what he yeah. wanted to do in terms of getting the ball across, or you know, beating his man and getting the ball across. And he couldn't cope with the pitch. He looked. Mm. He, he looked really poor, didn't he, on he Saturday? Did, he did. Like a different player. He did. He looked completely different from the Tuesday Saturday. I, I could think I would probably also sort of cover that by saying I thought all the wingers were poor on Saturday. Wally wasn't great, and, and Robin, when he came on, didn't do much either. And I think all of them play in a similar way. Pacey, attacking, like to get close control, and they like a nice pitch. And unfortunately, we've got, you know, it's good to have another option on the wing, but they're all fairly similar players, aren't they? Yeah, so, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see changes there, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Payne back up front on Tuesday. Mm, yeah, potentially, potentially. There we go. Do you want our top three, Ollie? Yep, go ahead. Yeah, so it was a tough one, like uh, like Gaz said. I went for um, a go-go because of the work rate. I mean, if there's one player that didn't stop trying to get us back in the game, um, forward and backwards, covering defensively and trying to get up with the strikers as hard as, it, as, hard as that was in the game, it was a go-go. He made a couple of good challenges and, and didn't lose too many headers. So he had a decent game all in all. But from, from then on, it was even more difficult, really. I thought Carl Morris, as I've said, was effective in his hold-up play. As I say, I think if he'd have been getting more from the referee, you definitely wouldn't have gone off. We would have put on Payne and played them both up front, but wasn't to be. Um, and the third one, I went for Bolton. I thought, you know, as a defensive, defender of the three of them, he was fairly solid. So, yeah, that, that's what I went for. Very similar for me. A go-go uh, player. He was often our furthest player forward as well. Yeah, weird, yeah. A lot of the time he was our furthest player forward, chasing down a lot of stuff in there. It wasn't his best game ever, but, nope. you know, you, you couldn't really criticise him. I put Sadler in there. He, he had a tough time, didn't he? He had a yeah, real, real physical battler, battler against it. Um, and he you know, didn't necessarily come out on top, but he... Um, nor did he do anything that gave us any problems, really. Yep. So he stuck with it, which I liked. And Bolton came in and did, and did a dec- really decent yeah, job at fullback. Yeah. So, um, and there was no 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 issues coming down his side of the pitch. So it was hard work though, Pricey, given coming up with those ideas, Glenn. Yeah. Was, um, you know, I, I struggled to find three players who you described as having had good games on Saturday. And and one player I want to mention who we haven't discussed in any of this was I think a player that is drifting out of form every now and again a bit more than he ever was is Ben Godfrey. I think he's another that likes a nice pitch. 
he certainly looks. I said the same thing at Bristol Rovers, I think, and certainly the last home game as well. He, he certainly likes to be able to have a nice manicured passing environment, and he, he really struggles to deal with a little bobble here and there. And I think he's someone that, you know, I've just looked at the Rotherham, uh, the Rochdale versus uh, Spurs game, and you know, I think we've got Rochdale soon, haven't we? And their pitch looks really nice now. So I, I expect us to go there and win, yeah. to be honest with you. But there's a few of us that have, have a few of them that are potentially struggling with poorer pitches. Yep. Definitely. Hopefully, um, yeah. So, yeah. Do you think the pitch? Well, the pitch obviously won't really improve by Tuesday. Well, we need a bit of sunshine, yeah. don't we, to get that grass growing? Having trained on it is a bit of a disaster. Looking back now, it's a shame that the training pitch has got knackered at the training ground. They've then weren't able to use the ones out the back of the stadium because they got knackered, and we don't have a, been a third option. And training on that pitch, looking back now, was a bit of a disaster because it's left it pretty bare all over. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> happy days. Um, so talk about still happy top days. though. <laughs> yeah, still top. And I thought, um, yeah. Um, don't do three word match reports every week now because I guess it was getting a bit boring when we kept winning every time. <laughs> um, so I thought I'd do one this week um, because of, yeah, to get people's feedback. Um, so, yeah, got quite a lot of responses. So, um, yeah, Dwayne Edwards is the first guy to respond. He put another disgraceful ref. Um, mm-hmm. Russell Bryan's off the pace. Interesting, as you said as well, um, Gareth Davis said, take our chances. Uh, Phil Rose, anti-football ref. There was, yeah, Liz saying, sack the ref. Um, <laughs> Peter kind of saying, get it down. Um, and then there was obviously then also from a, on the other angle, um, I saw Matt Ashton said, you know, um, you know, he was saying that Rotherham were a better side. And also um, Barry Roberts saying, no plan B, which has been a bit of a criticism for town, hasn't it? We don't have another option to another way of playing. The plan B is to go four four two in late in games yeah. and try and change it, but not many times that's actually affected much of a change, really. Yeah, there's someone very negative. Rob Pugh saying not going up, but then uh, Paul, let's end on this one. <laughs> so yeah, Paul said lost, but but top. So we're still top of the league. Um, <laughs> I just I just like... seen go on Ollie. I just seen someone on on the Facebook Shootown Facebook group saying I'd woke up this morning. It's the first time I felt like we're not going to get promoted. So how many games we got left and we're top of the league? I mean, I'm not having that at all. It's, that's poor, that is. No, we're top of the league. It's a fantastic season, as we keep saying. You know, uh, let's just, yeah, let's just keep daring to believe it's going to Keep happen. the positives going, Ollie. Exactly. I was just looking back before coming on to this. I was thinking, going back to 93, 94, when we won the league. And there's, everyone remembers there's a famous game against Berry when we were 2-0 down. We came back to win 3-2. And everyone remembers that. You know, it was a fantastic yeah. moment. And, and similar to highs to what we had on Tuesday night, going top of the league. Yeah. Uh, that was a Saturday when we did that. On the Tuesday, we lost 1-0 at home to Lincoln City. <laughs> uh, D- Darren Huckabee scored. It might even have been 2-1, actually. But um, Darren, Darren Huckabee scored that night. So you get these lows. We'll get them right, right the way through to April. What a place to it's what, gonna what be, a great place to be in there. It's going to be a huge roller coaster. As I say, you know, we could come... It, it, you know, you can't say anything other than all, all results are possible that next week. We could win both games for all we know yeah. and we could come unstuck again and still be on the on the fringes of the all married places Any, anything could happen I mean we could do a Berry doing us a favour tomorrow night that'd be quite funny for them to beat uh, Blackburn at home so yeah all eyes on the other teams as well so uh, yeah, yeah you're right it's going to go up and down uh, so, shall we wrap this bit up with Paul Hurst and then we'll move yeah, on yeah so just quickly with Paul Hurst who said I don't think it was a spectacle for anyone um, the rather fans will go home happy um, you can see why they're winning games because they're very hard to play against. Big threat from set plays and a physical side that don't give you time on the ball. So obviously that's one of our been our key successes yeah. of the season, isn't it? No time on the ball. And um, he said the goal conceded was a poor one. Um, we knew it was going to be a battle. The game's no different really than I expected. So it's part of my thinking in team selection. And uh, so now we've got to try and go again on Tuesday. Yeah. Fair enough, and we will be there again on Tuesday, Ollie. I say I know you're away on holiday, but I'll, yeah. I shall be there again. Three um, league games in a row. I'm missing after part time with Gareth, isn't he? <laughs> so yeah, there we go. We stay top, and um, yeah, we'll move on to predicting the next couple of games. With trying to find Brown, ball runs away. Walton, good early ball forward. Hill's gonna have to come and get it. Clark's there. Clark makes it two. Good, well read by Wayne Clark. Yeah, so predictions this week then. We've got another two games. We've got Gillingham at home on Tuesday night and uh, all off to sunny London on uh, Saturday to play Charlton away. So, um, yeah, another two tough games, guys. I don't know what you think about that. Obviously, Gillingham have, have not won at the weekend. They drew a Warsaw at home, which is quite encouraging for us. Um, but they have been on a pretty decent run recently and, and have certainly picked up from being in the sort of lower reach of the table yeah, to the table. So, yeah, I'm surprised to see where they are. They're 11th in the league table, obviously, when we went to their place. Um, they started the league badly, but yeah, the change of managers really helped. Uh, yeah, turn their fortunes around. So, what, if we're gonna we'll go for we're gonna predict Charlton away this week, aren't we? For our little prediction league, and we'll get Gareth's thoughts on it. But what are you thinking overall this week, Gareth? What what what, what points would you happy with from these two games? Be happy with four points. It'd be yeah. great to be stay undefeated, really, in terms of them. I quite fancy against Gillingham. I think a bit of pressure has been relieved by by this by the loss in terms of that. We may well go in being in second place, dependent on uh, the Blackburn result in terms of that. And, but we'll have a chance to go back top again. Yep. I think I don't think it'll be a big crowd there. No. I, I don't think it'll be a big crowd there. I think we'll have changes, as I said before. Um, I think we'll win. 
Yeah, I mean we bounced back well at Fleetwood from the loss the previous week, so I'm expecting something the same. I think I'm I'm of, of a similar mind to what I said last week, Ollie, that I thought we'd win the Tuesday night game and we'd we'd struggle more on the Saturday, and I think that's probably the same this week. So I'm going to go for us to probably get a nice away point at Charlton, maybe at no issues with town. It's not ever going to be more than one one. There won't be many goals, um, so that's what I'm going to go for Charlton away. Yeah, okay. So I think Tuesday night, I think we'll win. Both actually interesting. Gillingham and Charlton have got quite similar kind of results at the moment. You know, mm. Drawing a few games winning the odd game drawing a game um Charlton are still doing well you know they're those points they've been picking up um against Bradford and Doncaster helping them stay in the playoffs yep yeah. Um, and they beat MK Dons 2-1. And MK Dons look like they're in real trouble. Um, they're obviously third from bottom. So, yeah, I think um, I'm going to chart on away. So that should be good. Oh, good. Um, so I th- I think it's going to be um, a draw as well. So I, I had one all in my in my mind as well. Oh, I'd be happy with that. I'm, I say I'm going to both games this week. I'm, I'm going down for a weekend in London with my kids. And I think we're going to try and go swimming at the Olympic uh, swim bath. They do some sort of open sessions there. So I should be making a weekend of it. And, yeah, hopefully we're coming with three points. This should be good fun. So... Yeah, there we go. I suppose just thanks to Gareth for joining us for the first yeah. time. It's nice Cheers, to have another guys. new voice on here and disagreeing about Sean Wally for a start. That's always, it's always and good. also criticising Beckles. So you're back, welcome back on whenever, whenever you want. Yes, yeah, sure. It's not. I think you might be our first Welsh contributor as it's well. Been Gareth, a real so. pleasure spending an hour with you on a Sunday. <laughs> I mean that from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it, and um, yeah, I'll catch you next week, Ollie. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll, we'll catch you next Sunday. Oh!